Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. It has been a good week, a rough week, a heartbreaking week. Um, first of all, my name is Wade. Welcome back. Super happy to have you guys with us. And I am joined today by Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I am all right. I'm ready to cry with everybody. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was an emotional week. Yeah, it was. It was a good week, though. We got some really good stuff. Oh, man. I mean, incredible Star Wars content this week. Like, I've been riding a Star Wars high this last week from multiple different, like, I... Okay, so I pulled the trigger and went ahead and bought the first High Republic adult novel, which was uh, Light of the Jedi, and then I bought the young adult novel, into the dark um i won't they also have uh i was kind of surprised they actually have middle school and children's books as well all within the high republic and they've got a timeline where they all kind of all the events and all these books are kind of flowing together so props to them they've done a very good job from what i can tell so far of kind of how they they line everything up for different age groups but the young adult and the adult novel were both pretty decent you know in the young adult novel, there were a couple of awkward moments where I was like, I don't know why we're talking about this in a book, specifically in a Star Wars book, but storyline was really good. A lot of cool characters, a lot of really neat um, alien species. So fan- fantastic books, at least I think so, so far. Uh, Light of the Jedi, I gave 3.8 stars and Into the Dark, I think I gave 3.5 so not bad yeah no not bad at all there i don't know that i'll reread them at some point maybe to brush up on high republic if we get any like tv shows or a movie or something like that but very very enjoyable for sure like i could reread these if i wanted to um so just very well written but i know you've been working through master and apprentice how's that been going i'm really enjoying it i would say i'm about halfway through like 200 something pages in. Um, I have a pretty good idea of where, you know, what's going on and where I think it's probably going to go. Um, I talked to you a little bit about it this week. And yeah, we did. It's, it's kind of up and down for me, you know, like I really, really love the bits that, you know, we're talking about Obi-Wan and Gwygon's conflict, but I feel like the, there's just like the B and maybe C, characters and, and those arcs are kind of boring me a little bit um mm. that's interesting I, like I, I don't know how you pronounce his name because i'm not really listening i don't listen to it but rael the the jedi rail rail abaros not interested in him he to me he really? just seems like it he seems like a jedi han solo like i, I know this he character. is there's, he kind of there's is. nothing 
and one Han Solo is enough. I love Han Solo. I don't need the Jedi Han Solo. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I'm saying this now. I still have a lot left to go, so maybe it'll be. Maybe I'll change my tune. Um, I think you will. I probably, to be honest with you, I should have had you read Padawan before I had you read Master and Apprentice, because I think Padawan does a good job of kind of leading in. Read. I'm not your apprentice. <laughs> I'm I'm picking out your. I expect a ten page uh, essay going into detail about why you did or did not like Master you and Apprentice I, when you're done with this book. I want to say don't send me another book then, but I send me books. I'm okay. <laughs> if it means if it means you talk to me like that and I have to put up with that, then it's, I'm all right with it. Put up with the verbal abuse. They're good books. It is. I do really like it. You know. It, because we have in episode one, we have Obi Wan and Qui Gon, and they seem fine, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely seems like probably for most of their time as master and apprentice, judging like from this book, was a bit tumultuous. Yes. And they did see eye to eye on a lot of things. So that is correct. I'm really excited to see how because I assume that this book is going to take us. Like we're gonna end the book, and they're gonna be pretty much where they like in a good spot, like where they were in episode one. So I'm interested to see how that happens. Um, it's really good, but it it, it's it, it gets really really good. Like there are a couple of moments where you're gonna be like, "What did he really do that? No way!" <laughs> but I, I really think it's going to it's gonna turn a corner for you, uh, specifically really, in like the last like the last 25% of the book. Don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying it. It's just there. I think there's some fluff so far. There's some fluff that I don't, I don't think is, is super necessary. Mm. I get it. Right. Cause you don't, I mean, it's, it's just like anything. You can't just have a story that focuses on one plot line. You need other ones to help improve and, and make the main plot a little bit better. So, so you're saying you've it. got some, some filler content in your book that you're not happy with. I'm intentionally avoiding that because I don't, I know that it's not actually filler. I know that it's going to matter. Um, I, just, I mean, you hope so. You hope it's going to matter. If it's not, I'm holding you personally responsible. <laughs> I didn't write the book. Yeah, but you sent it to me. <laughs> I did. That's true. It. And I will continue so I, I to recommend books. I like that they're, they're humanizing Gwygon a little bit because I think in, in the star Wars community, people kind of paint Qui-Gon as the perfect Jedi. And in this book, he's not perfect. He's good. He's definitely really good. And he's very aware and honest, but he messes up, you know, and he understands why Obi-Wan might not be super thrilled with him at times, but I do love their banter. You know, I, I like, I like how Qui-Gon will sometimes shut down the conversation with one sentence um, because he's just smarter than Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan is also pretty smart and understands some things, but he's just not articulate enough to be able to go back and forth with Qui-Gon. I think what it, what this book really does well is showcases their strengths and how very, very, very different their strengths are. And it shows, I think on top of that, you know, you're right. We kind of, we kind of put Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on unrealistic pedestals, and it, it does humanize them. It really brings them down and shows them like, nope, Jedi have insecurities and anxieties and 
you know, questions about whether they can actually do what they need to do or are supposed to be doing the right thing, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I think it really does knock them down a couple pegs in our perspective um, and kind of brings them down to our level and makes them kind of relatable in that regard. Yeah, I do. I really like the writing style. Uh, I do too. Well, like it's, it's funny, you know, it, the, the author Claudia is very self-aware. Yeah. Is that one Claudia like. Gray? Yeah. Claudia Gray. That's what I thought. And like, there was one line that I audibly laughed because she called, she called Obi-Wan. She said, Obi bad hair. And I just thought that that was funny. Uh, just to play on his name. He must've been looking scraggly or something. Um, but I just, I like, I like an author that doesn't take it too seriously because star Wars is also meant to have some humor. It always has been. Some people like to pretend that it doesn't, but it always has, it always has had comic relief. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, she actually wrote the into the dark high Republic, uh, book that I just finished today. And, you know, she did a very good job with it. She's she's a very good writer. I very much have enjoyed. I know she's done a lot of other stuff as well um, that I eventually look forward to getting into um, Star Wars wise. You know, I don't touch other non Star Wars books, but I will touch some of her other Star Wars books eventually. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I, I have kind of decided at this point moving forward until I work my way through all of the High Republic books, I'm probably not getting any other books except High Republic because it's a it's a solid timeline. I want to be able to work through everything uh, continuously, so I've got to kind of get the uh, grand picture of it. So makes sense. I'm going to be stuck on High Republic mode, but that's okay because I know a lot of our followers on Twitter. Um, are big High Republic fans. Like, yeah. we see that on a daily basis, people talking about High Republic. So it'll kind of give me that excuse to interact with more people that I may not have been interacting with on a regular basis. You know, kind of give me that what in. it's about. That's right. I'm seeing a new side of Star Wars, and I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Buriaga yeah. is my favorite character, by the way, for anyone asking. Uh, Buriaga, Agaburi is his name and burger meister meister yeah that's exactly (laughs) i sat there and i said wait a second i read i had to listen to it a couple of times and i sat there and i went that's just the same name but backwards buriaga aga burry that's all it is and i was like well that's not as creative as i would have liked but i'll take it because it's another wookie jedi we should do we should do the giveaway, to, one of the giveaways to the first person who gets that reference. The Burger Meister Meister Burger? Yeah. All right. It's a deep cut. We can, uh, so I've got a Han Solo uh, graphic novel here that I picked up specifically as a giveaway. So we're going to challenge you guys, the first person to tweet uh, us tag us in the in the tweet and let us know what that reference is from the burger meister meister burger <laughs> is going to get a han solo graphic novel and we will ship it as long as you're in the states or canada 
because I don't know about international shipping and how much that would cost. Well, Canada's international. I know, but it's a little bit cheaper than having to ship it overseas. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's across the border. Friends across the pond. If you answer it and answer it correctly, we will figure out how to get something delivered to you. How about that? Um, I, I know Amazon delivers in a lot of places now. They're pretty awesome. So if you tag us on Twitter, you know, look up Records of the Republic. Let us know what that reference is from. And we will send you either this graphic novel or another one from Amazon. Because they deliver. <laughs> they sure do. So, alright. Let's dive into the meat of this week. All right. I'm going to go with the light-hearted episode first. We're going to talk about Mandalorian. So we got Mando Chapter 21, The Pirate. Kevin, how did you feel about this episode, man? Uh, it's I've been waiting for it ever since we saw uh davy jones star wars Davy yeah. jones um i was excited i was excited for it and they made him look really cool they were very daunting like you really wondered how they were going to get out of it right um but there were some big things that happened in this episode lots of new republic uh stuff dude it makes I me thought. like getting some of that New Republic stuff like Adelphi Base and, you know, the Adelphi Rangers. Like, it makes me really upset that we're not getting the Rangers of the Republic show. Oh, I thought they were still doing that one. I thought it was Rogue Squadron that they canceled. Mm, I thought Rangers of the Republic got canceled, too. I don't know. It's hard, to be honest with you, it's hard to keep track of everything that's gotten canceled because they announced, like, they had, like, a couple years ago, they had just, like, everything... And in between got announced and they're like, yeah, we're doing full on everything. It's ridiculous. And then over time, it's been like, nope, that got canceled. That got canned. That got canned. Uh, that's on the back burner. It might happen, but we are not talking about it. So it probably never will. It's just kind of like sitting in limbo, um, you know, and so I, I don't know. According to Wikipedia, it's still happening. They don't always update sense. everything. But if it is still happening, I'll be happy with that. I, I will be very I happy. I thought for sure that this episode was going to be like a sort of unofficial setup. Do you think we're going to get Zeb in it regularly? Yeah, yeah. I I really hope so. I mean, I didn't catch that at first. Like I I saw the character and I was like, oh, he looks really cool. I woke um, I woke Penny up because usually I go into the living room to watch the episodes and Wednesday morning at 3 a.m. I was not feeling it. So I stayed in bed and watched it on my phone. And when I saw him, I cheered and I thought she was going to smack me because I was so loud when I cheered after seeing him. Like I was just, I was super, super stoked to see him. And it It was was like, cool to see him. Like it was an immediate for me, like, Oh my God, that's Zeb. That's gotta be Zeb. And then you hear his voice and you're like, Holy crap, that's Zeb. They credited him too. That's how that's that's how I knew it was confirmed. Because I didn't uh, believe it at first. You just gotta listen to his voice, man. Yeah, but I didn't believe it. You know, I don't know. I just my I always doubt it. Whenever I see a cameo or anything like that, I always doubt it because I'm like, no, there's billions 
of creatures and, and people in this galaxy. Like, yeah, but not Lasats. I, I don't know. I mean, remember in I'm... Rebels? In Rebels, he had the priest and the priestess, Lasat or whatever. It was a priestess and a royal guard that he he was the captain of. Um, and he had to guide them through the unknown regions to find their new planet that was tucked away from the Empire where they couldn't get to it. I vaguely remember that. I think it's time for me to rewatch Rebels. It's been a couple of years. You absolutely. I mean, come on, man. With with everything coming out now, it's going to be tying in so heavily to Rebels. I know that. I know that it is. There's just so much to take in right now. It's hard to go back and rewatch things. Well... Now it's um, not going to be because you've got one less show to watch. Yeah, for sure. No, you're right. Is the is Zeb the first uh, Rebels character that we got in live act? Like, I'm not. I know Bo. Like, there's been other characters, but I'm talking about like they really like specifically Rebels. for Rebels. Yeah. Um, I believe so. Unexpected. I like. I think. Everybody thought that it was probably going to be Ezra. No, um, actually, Sabine. I think most people were thinking, yeah, Sabine was a possibility, but I think a lot of people were thinking Hera. I, I mean, I heard that around, but I didn't think that a lot of people thought that Hera was going to show Sabine, up. Sabine is the only one that I actually expected to see, and I don't. I didn't even actually expect her all that much. I actually expect Fen Rao before Sabine. Really? Yeah. Or, you know, a character like Gar Saxon. I don't I don't remember what happened to him in Rebels. I don't remember if he died or not. I don't think he did. Uh, I think that would kind of suck if he was the first one that we got. He's cool, but it's, I, I'm much happier getting But Zeb. it would make sense with Moff Gideon having been taken from the, the Lambda shuttle. Yeah, how do you feel about him, like getting him escaping so quickly well i mean it doesn't really surprise me the new republic is still trying to figure all their crap out oh they suck like i hate the new republic the new republic really is janky <laughs> they're awful they really are they're they're not not great at all um another episode where i love to hate alia kane yep um, she was downright evil. She was like, I like it. You know, yeah. I like a good villain. Man, she's she's a good one. Evil. She's evil. yeah. The she look. she just you know you make she makes you want to like punch her. Like the character, obviously not the actress. The actress is fantastic. Yeah. She and I would not punch her either. Have you seen how ripped she is? I would probably join her. I mean, I would have to. I wouldn't have a choice. I can't fight yeah. that. It's been a while since we had a boxing lesson. <laughs> it's been a long time, Kevin. <laughs> I'm looking like a couple of those Republic officers. I'm not I'm not hitting the gym necessarily as much as I should. But uh Yeah, I mean, so I really liked Adelphi. You know what Adelphi reminded me of? What? Uh, that map on Battlefront 2 of Scarif. You know I don't what I'm think talking I can about? It. Yeah, let me look it up. Yeah, you had to look it up. We've been on we we played on it a, a few times, so I'm I'm a little hurt that 
you're not remembering it. How many times did we play a map, Wade, where I said, oh, I don't think I've ever played here. And you are like, we've played here countless times. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. I just pay attention. You know, I guess I just treasure our time together a little bit more, Kevin. I don't know. I'm focused on the conversation. Yeah. Well, you should talk about the the scenery, too. We got to enjoy where I we're I swear at. I don't remember this. Seriously? I swear. Oh, that hurts. We had some of our best matches on Scarif. You probably had some of your best matches. Well, I always have my best matches. Uh, I might remember this. Yeah, where they have like the loading ship and all the bushes and trees and you're like running around and, you know, they've got like, if you sit on a command post, all of a sudden you'll see like the enemy pouring through the bushes. Yeah, I think I remember this. I don't know. It just had a. It had very strong Scarif vibes to me. I can see that. Which I liked. Obviously, we know it's not Scarif because, you know, Rogue One. But, yeah. I really. I really look forward to seeing more about the New Republic uh, Rangers specifically. And I think Carson Teva, Teva, is it Teva or Teva? How does he go by? I think it's Teva. Teva. Well, Carson, like that line when he's talking to his colonel and he's like, something big's going on out here. And eventually it's going to get so big that by the time you figure out what's going on, it's going to be too big to tackle. And that's the first order. That's exactly what they're kind of building up to. Yeah, I could. I didn't put that together, but I could see that. I mean, I think, to be honest with you, I know some people are like complaining about how much Mandalorian and some of these other shows coming out are going to be kind of building up to the sequel trilogy. But what else do you expect? Like, they're going to naturally because it's in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So, of course, they're going to have some storyline, even if it's in the background, they're going to have some of it building up to, you know, First Order versus Resistance. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to accept that, that love it or hate it is part of yeah. it's part of the time. Well, and to be honest with you, the more that they can do it with Filoni and Favreau, the happier I am, because I think they're going to do a decent job of trying to balance storytelling with understanding fans feelings towards the sequels as a whole you can only Uh, polish a turd so much wade yeah no well you know i'm trying to be nice here i'm not trying to i i am very i'm glad that we have the people working on it that we do and i hope that they're able to fix some things and make some things make a little bit more sense but it doesn't change the fact that they have to make it make sense you know yeah, I get it. I'm just saying, I think, depending on how they do all of these shows, how well they do, it could kind of help fill in some plot holes. I mean, they're not going to be able to fill in all of the plot holes. Because, you know, some of them are just, they're there, you know, when you're talking about The Last Jedi and yeah. the Ri- Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's just bad storytelling. But, 
you know, at least building up to Force Awakens. We're getting, uh, I would say, some pretty good content filling in kind of what's going on, how this happened, what may have caused this and that, you know. Why is the New Republic dying? You know, like, why are they sucking at what they're doing? So. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like that. You know, they, they are making that part make sense. And I kind of compartmentalize it a little bit. Like, I understand that they're, where they're going and what they're trying to do with us but I'm still trying to treat it as an individual story. It just, I enjoy it more that way. If I'm always thinking about the sequels, then right. it kind of, to me, it takes away from the, uh, the story at hand. How'd just you, for me. How'd you feel about uh Vizsla's speech to the Mandos? That was like one of the highlights of the episode. Cause I, I was fully expecting him to be like, no, we're not doing this again. We like, we've already, lost people for this guy and you know but he it was cool he was right you know like this is what mandalorians are and um it was cool it, it, it's nice i i like the overall story that they're telling of this group of people coming together as opposed to um separating under their differences oh absolutely i think seeing them unite and especially towards the end when the armor and this, you know what? I feel bad for my man Din because seeing the armor go to Bo and she's like, "Remove your helmet." No, remove it. And it's like, dude, I was I was so salty. You were so mean to for me. Din because she was a total. I'm not gonna say the word, but she was a witch to to Din Jaren. When he was yeah, like, yeah, I removed my helmet to save my kid, you know, which the armor also pointed out saving a foundling is like one of the highest honors. And so Din's like, yeah, I did what I had to to save my kid. And now you put me through hell so that I could be redeemed in your eyes, whatever. And then now she's like buddy, buddy with Bo. And she's like, you know, know, maybe the helmet's not a big deal. Go ahead and take it off. You're going to unite all of us. And Din's just standing there, like looking at them like, what the hell? I I would be pissed as all get out. Yeah, she needs to pay for his travel expenses. Like something. Yeah, she needs he needs like food reimbursement. I mean, he lost the Razor Crest. She better be getting him a new one. Like I just there are a whole bunch. He he lost his uh, vaporizer rifle thing, you know, his his super famous fancy blaster rifle that vaporizes people. Yeah, he got put into a tough spot like he lost a whole bunch of crap. And then he had to go redeem himself because he's like, yeah, I showed my face to save my kid. But I guess it's not the highest honor for me because I took my helmet off. But Bo over here does it and she gets whatever she wants. I'm sure he kind of sees it as a a neutral look because I don't think he wanted to lead. I'm not saying he wanted to lead or not. That's not my issue. Oh, you know, I get the issue. I think, he's, <laughs> I think he's calling it a wash because that now it means he doesn't have to lead. No, he's still going to have to lead side by side. I mean, that's going to be his wife one day. You think so? Uh, I mean, we don't have anything to ship with the Bad Batch anymore, so Bo and Din are kind of it. Doesn't mean they got to get married. No, they're going to. I think they're going to get married. 
Not everybody has to get married, Wade. I I, I don't know. I'm just joining the train. I I, I think yeah. Din and Bo are gonna gonna get hitched. I just, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I just think it's unnecessary. It is, but like a lot of relationships in Star Wars, I think a lot of it's forced and unnecessary. If yeah. every if everyone in Star Wars would just be celibate, you would never have any issues. Because I mean, Anakin and Padme never would have happened. I guess so. It's a good point. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. But you could, but that. Tell me I'm wrong. That, you fo- you follow that logic all the way through, and then you just don't have any people. Yeah, you're right. Then nothing exists. No, the droids still exist. Nobody was there to create them. Right, but what I'm saying is, so say if we start in the Phantom Menace, and everyone you just don't want anybody to do anything after that point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, that's where we're gonna draw the line. We're gonna start it right there, and then everything on. I mean, we wouldn't have the sequel trilogy. You can write a fan fiction about it. How about that? <laughs> That's what I need to do. I heard they're they're starting to publish those now. So uh, fan fictions. Yeah. Have you not read Battle Scars? Oh. <laughs> no, I haven't read it. That was but an, I know you, that was an unnecessarily mean shot at that book. No, that was pretty good. I I appreciate that. That was a good joke. Thanks, man. A little late to the party, but that's okay. So what else do we get from Mando? We got some pretty cool fighter sequence, some, yep. you know, fighting in the town with all the Mandalorians and armor does her head smashing thing again, where she just crushes everyone. And, <laughs> uh, bon, Bo, not Bon, Bo gets to fly her gauntlet around and we get to see the Mandos drop down like we did in Clone Wars and Rebels. And so that was pretty fun. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite scenes was the the last scene because it was like one of the things that I've really loved about the shows and some of the Disney Star Wars is that we get a window into things that we like the inner workings of things that we never would have seen before. And I thought it was cool how um, Carson happened upon the shuttle, like the abandoned shuttle that Moff Gideon was in, and you just you see him investigating it and like. That's probably something that happens a ton. You know, like somebody's out and they they happen upon a abandoned ship. People die, ships break, you know, that sort of thing. So it was just something that I had never thought about that I thought was interesting. Yeah, probably I guess I've never I've never seen anything like that now that I think about it in live action. Yeah. The only time we've ever seen ships like that abandoned or, you know, just floating with people who have passed away are like clone wars or rebels yeah and it's like usually for a mission where they're just going to collect yeah. some supplies this was this wasn't that it was like this was just there so who do you think i want to know who you think rescued moff gideon i do you think it's imperial commando no mandos or do you think it's that Sect with... What if it was Gar? Gar Saxon? Yeah, what if it was? 
I mean, that's what I'm I'm thinking. It's one of two things. I'm thinking it's either Gar and or other Imperial commandos, um, or it's the faction where you know you had like uh, Costa Reeves and I forgot what his name is, something Wolf. Um, but the guys that we saw in season two of Mandalorian with Bo Katan originally. That kind of okay. ditched her when she didn't end up with the dark saber. Those are the guys that she was kind of referring to in episode one of this season, if you remember. I could see that, yeah. So I don't know if that's what they're doing. They're just they took Moff Gideon for retribution, or if it was Imperial. I mean, it could be not un unrelated to Mandalorians altogether, or maybe it was Fen Rao. You know, I know. From what I've heard, Fen Rao is supposed to be in this live action. So, I know he is at least, hopefully, going to show up at some point. But, I'm not sure about any of the other characters. Right. So. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll find out eventually, yeah. We know Gorian Shard got shot down. Yeah, kind of sad. They took him out. Which means, I would love to see like a comic series about them. I'm very interested to see whether he lived or died in that. Um, obviously, we expect he died, but he better know. like we'll we'll talk about it after when we talk about Bad Batch. But we sh- people shouldn't clearly die and us wonder if they're dead, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. There, there are too many. Oh my gosh! Somehow he came back. Shot at Rise yeah. of Skywalker and Darth Maul. And... Well, I mean, George Lucas got away with it a little bit too with Maul. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said Darth Maul because I'm like, dude got cut in half and survived. Qui Gon just kind of got stabbed in the stomach. Not even like where his heart or lungs are. It was just like stomach. And he died. Yeah. So, you know. But the dark side, Wade. But the, yeah, something, something dark side. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so Gorian Shard, if he is dead and he was supposed to be the main villain in Skeleton Crew, that means Skeleton Crew takes place before this. He's probably alive. Stop. I can't do that. I think he's dead. If what you just said is confirmed and true, he's probably alive. Not necessarily. Because you got to remember, it's been a few years in between season two and season three. And if my theory about Skeleton Crew is correct, it could be taking place as Luke is building the uh, temple. So I guess, I guess we'll see. I hope that they, I hope that they, I, I got to trust them that they'll, it won't be a JJ Abrams situation and they'll actually explain it. Hopefully. We're so scarred from that, huh? You seem to be. I think you seem to be too. I moved on. I've got bigger fish to fry. Like Ryan Johnson. proud of you. Ryan Johnson's a, anyway. He's not, he's good. Except when he does Star Wars. 
So that's pretty much it. I mean, there wasn't too much else. I know Mandalorians are like, yeah, it's time to reclaim Mandalore. So that'll be interesting to see. I think we all saw that that was going to be what they were eventually ramping up to. Um, so now the the question is, how do the other Mandalorians out there get united with the children of the Watch? And do the children of the Watch start taking off their helmets? Well, do you think that they're going to take uh, Grief Karga's offer for all that land on Navarro? At least temporarily, yeah. I think they should. I mean, it does kind of go against what they've been talking about, about you know, keeping secret and having to move locations and stuff, but yeah, but Din um, pointed out like it's time for them to be out and about again. It's time for yeah. them to 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 be able to say, No, we're Mandalorians. Our kids are gonna be allowed to play out here and, and see the light of day. I think they should take advantage of it. It's a good offer. Yeah. I think they'll at least do it as a staging ground to go to Mandalore and, you know, reconquer it or whatever yeah but i don't think it'll be a permanent situation yeah i agree with that i think they're gonna go find the mythosar and ride it or bo katan's gonna take everyone there and be like come look at it and then she can't find it and it's gone how funny would that be isn't that kind of a funny concept though like they spend all this time looking for it to just ride it once well, I think the idea is that you write it into battle because at the time, Mandalorians were constantly at war back in the day when they actually rode Mythosars. Yeah, I know that. I just think it's a funny thought of, like, they do it, they they ride the Mythosaur, and then everybody stands around and is like, what do we do now? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a rodeo. Like, everyone... think that we'd get this far. Everyone tries to get at least 10 seconds on the on the back of the Mythosaur. Look, man, I wrote that when I thought the Mythosaur didn't exist. So I didn't think this was going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. I still want to see Din ride the Mythosaur. I don't I don't want Bo-Katan to ride it. It is I mean, the show is about Din, so I I think they probably will have him. No, the show's about Grogu. Let's be real. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's definitely Grogu is the Mandalorian. I don't think so. Well, Grogu doesn't have a cool whistle that plays anytime he does anything. That I mean, you're not wrong, but I do, I love when they do that. I know it's cheesy, but I love I love that little whistle. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's it, I think it's in character. I think it fits. Yeah, I agree. I love it. It gives me goosebumps. So anyway, do we have any more predictions for Mandalorian, or do we need to touch on the heartbreaking aspect of this week? Yeah, what's I mean, either way, it's heartbreaking because I don't have any more. I don't have any squares to cross off. Really, oh, yeah. I don't think I will. I didn't have any. Each episode that ticks by, not only do I see myself having less squares, but I actually see myself like eliminating options, and I'm like, oh, that's probably not going to happen now. Uh, I think- that one's not likely. I have a better chance of getting bingo at the ones that I got wrong. Maybe that's what we have to do at the end. <laughs> see, yeah, maybe. see if we get bingos off of which ones we missed. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. at the end of this, if neither of us get a bingo, 
that's what we're going to do. And we'll do that for our listeners as well. For any of you guys that entered into the contest, if no one gets a bingo, no, no, I take that back because we're doing the whoever gets the most squares covered off. That's what we were doing for them. Mm-hmm. But for you and me, we'll do the we'll do the reverse. The opposite. Who's who's best loser? Who, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Who could who's, be the most wrong? Who's better at being wrong? It would be very mm-hmm. ironic if it's me. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so we had two episode finale of the Bad Batch, episode 15, The Summit, and episode 16, Plan 99. And as you guys can see, we titled this episode, See You Around, Brown Eyes. That is, I thought that was the perfect line. When When I was sitting there watching it, and I'm I'm thinking that's the last thing she got to say to Tech. And that's it. And that it was just awful. So and we obviously can tell now it's not just people were shipping them and so we were seeing it. Like they were intending on them having some kind of connection. I think Tech's kind of I don't want to say he's oblivious. I want to say he's uncomfortable because he doesn't know how to handle that emotionally. Like he's just started learning how to handle emotions with like his brothers and Omega. So for them, for that to now start evolving even further into romantic, but she comes up and talks to him and, you know, tells him not to go off with any other pirates or smugglers. And he's like, I think that is the odds of that happening are very unlikely or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, obviously he totally missed the gist of it, but you can see as you watch him, how unable to socialize properly. Like he's, he's not grasping exactly what she's getting at and i think he's still trying to work through where he's at on it um because you can see like when she starts walking off he does look in a kind of in a like hey i'm getting distracted kind of way as she walks off but that was that was hard i was not not a fan of this episode i mean i was but Kind of knew it was coming, though. Yeah, but not tech. I didn't want I it to thought, be tech. I thought you were the one that predicted that it was I did, be. but I didn't want it to be him. Because yeah. I, you know, Wrecker has always been my favorite because he's just a big, fun goofball. But tech has moved into a very close second this season. Because he is yeah. just, he's had so much awesome character development. And you're right, I did say earlier on... Because of that, I think they're going to kill him off. Which yeah, they gave him, they me. gave him his fifteen minutes. I mean, this guy was so—he was getting to be so awesome. They made him lovable, so lovable, so personable. Like he—he he had so much character growth from even, let's say, the start of season one of Bad Batch to now. But he specifically in this season, his character shot up like crazy. And yep. so to see 
to see him and and the other thing so when he is hanging there from that line and he drops a great one liner he says when have we ever followed orders or something to that extent that's what yeah i remember that and i sat there and i thought holy crap not only is that a good answer to them but what a great response on how some of these clones are starting to think in response to good soldiers follow orders. It's also, it, I think it also is a great last line for him because I feel like <laughs> season one tech would have never said that. Probably not. He would have gone with the most logical response, not like a sort of tongue in cheek response like he did right. today. Or yesterday, but ah, that was that was such a fitting line for what what these guys are there representing, you know? Yeah, who are they, and how do they choose to respond to the orders that they've been given throughout time? Now, do they obey some of them? Yeah. Do they do it loosely and within their own parameters? Yes. But over time, they're like, you know what? No, we're not going to we're not going to work for this empire, republic turned empire. We're not we're not we're seeing we, we kind of see what you guys are about. And so that was just that was the most perfect fitting line for the Bad Batch and who they are at that moment. So agreed. Loved it. And it was it was rough. I mean, like. Seeing Omega and hearing Wrecker, and I mean, everyone was upset, obviously. Wrecker broke my heart the most. Man, he's he's such a softy, you know, like, he's your typical, I mean, it's a stereotype, a stereotypical character where you've got a, this this big brawler kind of guy. That, it's actually a really soft, emotional character inside, like a teddy bear. And yeah, when it, when man, his response really, really, really killed me between him and Omega, I would say. Yeah. They, Omega, I know she's just a kid, but that kid needs a drink, man. The, the couple <laughs> yeah. of years that she's had. <laughs> it, it's been rough. And then she finds out she's got a sister at the end, which we kind of talked about, I think last week. Yeah, pretty predictable. That they were actually sisters. So does that mean she's a clone or that they used her DNA with Django's DNA to create Omega? What I feel think? like they probably were created at the same time. She just has the um, age accelerator or whatever they call it. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. That's what I thought. Because, I mean... They looked. They look identical. Like as soon as she took off her, um, her glasses or whatever it was, it looked exactly like Omega. Well, yeah, they're just a little older. I don't know that they looked exactly like. See, that's where I. Thought I, it was, I thought it was. I exact. think maybe not the hair. When I look at the two of them, I look at them and say, "Yeah, I could see how they would be sisters," but I think they actually look fairly different. I didn't think so. I thought. I think they look more alike than Omega looks like Boba Fett. Oh, that I disagree with. Yeah, we're on two uh, two ends here, huh? Yeah, I th I think Omega looks like Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. 
I don't. I think that she looks way more like this new this new woman than than Boba. It's just because as she's soon a as woman. I saw her, I thought they looked the same. What I said, it's just because she's, she's a woman. woman. Yeah. All right, here you go, Wade. Going with a indefensible position here. <laughs> can't argue against it, but you can't prove it either. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's easier to see the similarities between two women than a woman, a woman and a man. Okay. I don't have a, I don't have a response. I think so. I think it is. You know, if you're is to look it, at two sisters, in real life. Yeah. Why can't real life. Why can't we translate some of real life into into Star Wars? Oh, you know what? Those re- side sidebar here. The um. The ATAT, uh huh, or I mean, eight, not not the Walker, not the ATAT, the ATST. It, yeah, it looked like real. That the animation of that was so good. Hold on, which, where was that? Oh, I know, yeah. in the second episode. In the second episode, yeah, it looked, yeah, yeah. It, I didn't it think didn't about look that. animated at all. No, it looked very good. I mean, their animation has just been top notch. Yeah. No question about that. They've they've done a fantastic job. Um, it was cool to see Krennic. Yeah, that was nice. I right. I, I thought that was a nice little call out. Glad right. they didn't really give him much. Yeah, they gave him like a line. I think that he had yeah. like a total of four words or something like that. You know, because they Tarkin said, uh, "Would you like to talk about Operation Stardust?" Which I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So they're already like working through all of that that we see later on in Rogue One which is pretty yep. cool. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did I... Was there anything that I really liked about this episode? We saw Scorch. That was cool. Uh, Crosshair. He's under tight surveillance at this point. Um, which I, I want to know what they're doing in that room where they've got all those clones strapped to the benches in a circle. I really want to know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. I think. I mean, I think. I really hope that next season is is more crosshair centric. I think it will be. I think it'll be crosshair and Omega since they're both together yeah. now. Um, they'll they'll make a bond. I'm trying to think who did Wrecker and Hunter escape. Is that who it was? They no, escaped uh, with Echo. I think yes, they did. Yeah, it was Wrecker and Hunter. I mean, yeah, there's really not that many of them left after. Yeah. That. So, yeah, so Omega and Crosshair, I think it's going to be very heavy, heavily focused on that. And I really think those those clones that are sitting in the circle, I think those are our next Dark Troopers. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what he's going to experiment with them on, is, is getting them in those yeah. uh, biomechanical suits. Uh, that would make sense. I would, I'd be down. That'd be cool. I really, really, really think that's what it's going to be. Not a hundred percent sure, but I think that's where they're going to go with that. And I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think all of this was really good. You know, Bad, it was it was really good storytelling. You know what? It was Bad Batch season two was fantastic. I really thoroughly enjoyed all of it. There wasn't a single. I don't think there was a single week where I woke up, watched Bad Batch, and said I could have done without that. Like, I, I enjoyed every single episode that came out. Now, some obviously yeah. I enjoyed more than others, but... It doesn't feel like we got 15. Or is it 15 or 16? We got 16, technically. It didn't feel like 16. Uh-uh. 
No, I felt like this went by really quick. You know what we need to talk about? I think we almost forgot. What? Sid. I hate her. I know. I'm so mad about I, that. Even though but we I think knew. everybody saw it coming. I mean, yeah, we all knew. They were trying to cut ties with her. And then, of course, after trying to cut ties with her, what do they do? They go back to her. Yeah, that was stupid. Like, really? You really think that was a good idea? You couldn't have gone back to, I don't know, uh, Pabu? And they thought about it because that's what they were talking about at the end. Like, I don't understand why they didn't just go back to Pabu. I don't know. Maybe they mentioned it in the show and I missed it through all of my crying. I missed, I, I'm pretty sure I missed a couple of story details at some point. I don't think they explained why. I think they just kind of did it. Okay. Because, yeah, going back to Sid just seems like the dumbest idea you could possibly come up with. Yep. Um, but maybe it's because they didn't have tech there to kind of use some logic. I yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I hope we get an explanation one day, but I mean, I won't be upset if we don't. No, no it, I don't. I we won't knew expect that it was going to happen. Yeah, I won't yeah, expect one. And it went down exactly how we thought it was going to. Seems like everybody but they saw it coming. Correct. Yeah, I just. Sid, Sid needs to. They should have left. We'll, they should have left her we'll with. Uh, Sid again? I hope not. I hope that's it. I hope this is the end and, you know, sayonara. The only thing I can think of is season three, they're going to go back and whoop up on her. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would either. But that's the only, that is the only situation in which I see them going back there after she's already shown to betray them once. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them having any other means or reason to go back there and, you know, Malegi was right. She's awful. They didn't watch their backs and they paid the price. Yep. They lost Omega. When do you think we're going to get season three? I don't know. Do you think they'll announce it at Celebration? Oh, definitely. I guarantee Like, I know they'll announce the season, but do you think they'll give us dates? Yeah, I think they'll give us at least a rough time frame, you know, whether it's like late 2023 or middle of 2024 or whatever. I think they will definitely give us a time frame. Maybe not a specific season, but more of like a generic, broad, just kind of, oh yeah, it should be sometime within this year. I would expect late 2024, because it probably takes a long time to animate that show. Unless they've already been working on it and haven't been saying anything about it. Yeah, maybe. Because you got to think, I mean, this show's been done for a little while. Dave can only do so much, though. It's true, but I think this is his baby, and this is where his focus is. You don't think it's on Ahsoka? Um, I, maybe 50-50, maybe, just because animation is really his wheelhouse. Like, animation yeah. is his thing, but also... I think animation. So is yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think animation maybe lends itself to being able to um, have other hands involved to help with that, where he doesn't have to do as much. Because um, he's yeah. already had a lot of this written out like long before, so it's not oh, like he has. 
Yeah, he he writes all of this stuff way in advance. So he's got like ideas. I guarantee he's got ideas for like a possible Mando season six and seven, if they ever decide to go that far. I thought John was doing Mando. John does I some of he it. wrote those. He does. He does uh, probably most of it, but he's you're you're probably right. So. Let's scratch that. Let's not say Mando. I was just trying to use that as an example. But, you know, like some of the shows that he's got that he's been working on, he's had those ideas written up, like, usually in advance. Like, he's talked about how he'll be on an airplane flying somewhere, and he'll just write down episodes after episode, you know, just working on stuff. He's constantly writing down episode ideas and characters and stuff like that. Um, the dude's mind is just constantly being creative. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it late 2023. I don't think we'd get it early 2024. I think if they don't do it late 2023, I think it'll be middle of 2024, like summer. You think we could get it as soon as the end of this year? I think there's a possibility. I don't crazy. I don't think we will, but I think we could. Yeah. You know, I, I really I think, think next year. I, I, I think so too. I think they're gonna space it out a little Hopefully bit. Hopefully not as much as they spaced out Mando. I think part of that was COVID though. Well, you had COVID and you had Book of Boba Fett and all these other projects going on as well. And Book of Boba Fett ended up kind of being Mando two point five, so we gotta kinda give that to them. Yeah, I guess a little bit, but I just I feel like Mando's the best and most popular thing they've got going. So to let that sit, I don't know. I think it I think it would be a good idea to not have as much time in between seasons. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't I don't disagree with you there. I just I don't know I, I don't know how they're gonna space out the the Mando series. Um Bad Batch I think they'll at the latest, we're going to get it next year. I, I very much believe that. I hope so. That would be awesome. I can't imagine them going any later with that. Yeah, but I agree. Just depends. So, heartbreaking week. Good week. We lost Tech, but we got Zeb. So, I'm going to count that. I'm not going to count that as a draw. We lost Tech. That was a rough week. But, we got next week. Bad Batch is over. I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. for just Mando. I feel like I've got a little bit more time now to to kind of watch and rewatch Mando now that I don't have yeah. two shows to watch. But Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice to just slow down again. We're, we've been kind of spoiled the last few weeks, but we've only got like three more weeks of Mando. Yeah, you're right. Which is crazy. Like, in the dark ages for a little while. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about, Kevin. We'll finally do our rankings and stuff. Oh, yeah, we'll have to. I mean, there's nothing else we can do. I've been excited to do that. It'll be fun. It'll definitely be fun. And hey, I meant to say, this is episode 10. We've made it 10 weeks now. Wow. That's crazy, yes. man. I am very excited. Uh, I did want to do a quick shout-out. Uh, if you guys are not following... I, from a certain point askew podcast, go give them a listen. Um, they are about to hit episode 100, 
And so they're doing a bunch of special stuff. We uh, sent in an audio clip to them as well, just congratulating them on that milestone. It's always fun when you see other podcasts, you know, keep pushing forward and keep putting out content. And they're funny. Like, they are genuinely hilarious. They are not safe for work with some of their language. Um, But funny, funny guys nonetheless. I always, I, I told them, that anytime I listen to them, I just end up cracking up the whole time. I'm and it kind of keeps me sane while I'm at work. So I'm looking forward to to listening to that episode 100. But if you're not following them, go follow them wherever you listen to podcasts. Go listen or follow to follow them on Twitter. Um, and if you get a chance, send them an audio clip. You know, just talking to them, ask them questions, interact with them. Send us an audio clip too, by the way. We we are starting to kind of get the hang of this editing stuff. So we would love for you guys to send us some audio clips. Let us know what you want us to talk about. If you've got a question for us, if you've got a theory, you know, whatever it may be, let us know. If you've got a contest idea, hit us up. Let us know. We are looking for as much interaction with you guys as we can get on a regular basis. Again, we are found on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit. All all of those are records of the Republic. Uh, And you can find us on any of your major podcast platforms. So same thing, records of the Republic. Makes it pretty easy. But Kevin, that's all I got today. You got anything else? No, I'm trying to think about how I'm going to fill some of this time. I, I think I said last week that I want to watch the 2003 Clone Wars. I started playing Galaxy of Heroes on my phone because I thought they were taking that away, but I guess not. Um, so I picked that up. Um, Let me know when you start yeah. the uh, 2003 Clone Wars because I'll watch that with you. Okay. I'll work back. Yeah, we could that. do it. We could use the group watch thing on on disney plus i forgot about that yeah let's do that why don't we do that more i don't know our schedules are kind of all over the place though got some time this weekend yeah we'll have to we'll have to make that work yeah so all right guys thank you for joining us thank you for listening to us and supporting us and loving us we love you remember may the force be with you and This is the way.